Hello and welcome to the Carpetrage Podcast, episode 302. I am Eric Rickard, joined as always by my co-host Ryan Sininsky. Hello. Hey, that's me. Oh, God, we need an episode title. Uh-oh. Well, you come up with that while I cover the Patreon and the beer. Yes, you did. Patreon.com forward slash... God damn it. Why is it doing this? Uh, it's probably like too hot because I don't have a battery or a bottom plate. I'm sorry. Is it super warm down there? No? Mm, I don't know. It's fine. All right. I don't know what it's doing then. I mean, the Wi-Fi, I think... I don't, I don't know. Hopefully it's okay. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Carbitrage. On this super cool handcrafted customized Patreon page, you'll find three open-ended levels of monetary contribution support for content consumers there like you go. to support content producers like us. Patreon.com forward slash Carbitrage. All right, Ryan, looks like you're finally on to a hams. Finally, is yes. Is that correct? I forgot to grab a beer. I'm going to do that real quick. Oh, you go do that. Yeah, no, I'm drinking hams, and it is delicious as always. God, what a good beer. You know, for something you can get 30 cans of for $14, you'd think it'd be a lot worse. You know what I had the other day that was quite good? There's still a gluc in there. Uh, It's yours. Excellent. Um, I had an Arab Pepsi the other day. Tell me more. Did it have the cool script on it? Yes. You mean Arabic? Yes, because it's Arab. The cool script, yes. Yep. It is better... It, so it, it's easily the best uh, cola I've ever had. Is it real sugar? Yes. Is it use Coke cola bean? No, it tastes like RC cola with real sugar. It's oh. a perfect cola. Now that is a cola that needs a like a a retro retake. It's like Coke. Coke has done sugar. I don't, I don't think Pepsi's R- done it. I don't think RC has enough money to do that. <laughs> That's that's so that take is so hot, but really it's so correct. I don't think they got enough money for that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the face really sold it. Uh, Eric, I, I don't think RC Cola's got enough money for that. Yeah, Royal Crown, uh, bless their hearts. They probably do not have financing. No, they have not. Anyway, I'm drinking a gluk. It's delicious. Let's see here. What, what am I call this here? Oh, all right. Well, let me dig into the first topic while you uh, you label the episode. I was uh, digging through topics today, as I do after Supercar Saturday, and one of the many places that I search for things to either use as a topic or a jumping the off new point. Budget car bonanza. Okay, it just says new bud on my screen. You know what? We call it that new bud. It's new bud. <laughs> Uh, anyway, I was reading Haggerty blog and I came across an article about buying cars sight unseen. And I'm like, oh, okay, sure. This is going to be talking about how bad of an idea this is. New buddies is already new budget car bond. I want bun now. I love. I love. I've been so wanting a good, so good like Chinese bow like bun Ooh. for a while, and I cannot find a good place in the twin. I don't know about one in the twin cities. I'm, I'm sure there has to be one. I just. Where was I? Where they gave me free buns? Because I, I usually I usually so get them good. from like farmers from like farmers markets or like little Asian ladies are just making them. But I had to wait somewhere for like takeout that was taking longer, and I was waiting to pick it up. I'm like, dude, don't worry about it, no problem. But they gave me like, like a full order of these buns, and I'm like, holy shit, yeah. those are good. Oh, I'm gonna have to. If I remember, I'm, I'm I'm text I'll, I'll, uh, I'll I'll check some of the Chinese restaurants around Dinky Town because. Believe it or not, yeah. if you want like Chinese Chinese food, yeah. Dinky Town's the spot. Oh yeah, because you have all the restaurants that are for like rich Chinese students that are trying to impress their parents. And then you got the shitholes. Those are the ones I go to. But like, well, I mean, there's Americanized Chinese, but like, I don't want that. Yeah, n- yeah. If you want like the like place like Hong Kong Noodle and stuff like that, are like super good. I want clean but ancient inside. I want all fluorescent lighting. I want no design. 
Yep. I want all the money to be put into the food. Yes, that's what you want. Yeah. Uh, sidewalk <clears throat> Kitchen. That's another good one. They're, uh, they're salt and pepper silverfish, which is... Sounds like they're serving you bugs. I haven't but eaten it's yet today. Just fish. So I am so yummy. I am so hungry. But anyway, I digress. Back to the the buying car side on CN. Yes, I clicked into this thinking that they're going to say, "Wow, what a terrible idea this is! You should always go test drive a car. Make sure you like it. This and that." However, I clicked into it, and I am now going to use this topic as a jumping off point to talk about the five year anniversary of the Murcielago, and then use that as a jumping off point to talk about how many cars I have bought sight unseen, and somehow not been burned. So the Murcielago. I just, it was yesterday, actually, I think, maybe two days ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the five-year anniversary of the car being delivered to Minnesota. Very good. And, boy, as you said, the construct of time is very irrelevant, and I yeah. don't like it. But that car, I found on it Auto makes, Trader. It makes you feel any better. Time is more of a measure of distance. I, this is too deep for me right now. Okay. I, it's, it's still that's, effectively morning for me. Okay. I, that's my excuse for being dumb. I, I just listen. So when I go to sleep, yeah. like when I sleep, I listen to like YouTube videos and like oh, documentaries no. about like <laughs> fit astrophysics and stuff because it helps me sleep. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Because <laughs> terrible okay. anxiety, but like I listen to them in headphones. Crippling. But um, I just use an edible, but I, yeah, you do you, boo. Well, so the reason for this is I like to process like, like what my anxieties are. It helps me feel that like. Whenever I have an anxiety, it's not that big of a deal because, like, there's eventually going to be a heat death of the universe. Oh, 100%. Yeah. None of my problems are going to matter. None of this matters. No, it's all fine. You are completely inconsequential. So am I. Yeah, because yeah. all time is is just things moving around and getting further apart. That's all. Mm-hmm. Eventually, we're all, we're all head towards a heat death. Yep. Yeah, it doesn't matter if you get Ooh, your hair on a building. That's actually a title, episode Heading title. towards heat death? Nope. Just heat death. Headed towards the heat death. Headed towards heat death. Uh, anyway, so the, the Mercy Logo, I found this on Auto Trader. It had black wheels. It had no interior photos. It had really no detail at all. But me being me, I went ahead and emailed them because I'm like, I know that it's a 2002, which means it is a manual. So I know for sure I can at least move past the fact that it isn't an e-gear. Sure enough, the man responded. What's an e-gear? E-gear is the single-clutch automated transmission that was available in the Mercy Logo starting in 2004, which is terrible. That's Good that it's not that. Pro tip, if you've seen a 2002 or a 2003 Murcielago Coupe, it's ma- a manual. It will be. Yep. Good. So you can immediately just know that you don't even need to ask. It's yep. a stick. Dip is just a real-life manual. But uh, the, the questions were answered pretty well. This man luckily was willing to put it up on a lift for me and take photos of a couple of critical areas. But still, this was, at the time, a very expensive car for us, $150,000. So Mark and I decided at to take time. a at red the time. eye. At the time. Now it's worth more than double that. Um, it's still an expensive car for you. It is unfathomably expensive, and I don't even like necessarily being near it because of uh, how much I cannot afford it. Uh, but yeah. it's still a great car, uh, and it's so much better after the service. Holy God. But, no, we flew out, took the red eye. We got or similar from a Mirage into a Dodge Journey, which was the worst thing ever. Mm-hmm. We flew through that. LaGuardia, which sucked at the time. It was pre-remodel. couldn't park anywhere. Get up to this gravel lot. It, it's clearly a drug fun company, but, like, didn't matter. There's a Huracan under an Easy Up and then our Murcielago. I took it around the block in New York one time, parked it, paid the man, left, shipped in. But, like... Had I not done that trip, it would have been fine. Yeah. The same car would have shown up. Ferrari, same thing. I emailed him. He was 
a reasonable human being in emails, so I had enough faith in this guy, did no research, hadn't test-driven it, paid for it. Uh, the only car I think I've test-driven before purchasing in the last 10 years? Hmm, have I done any? The Fiat? Nope, bought that sight unseen upstate New York. Tesla, bought that sight unseen Lionel Lakes on eBay. The Murcielago, sight unseen New York. Ferrari, sight unseen Pennsylvania. You know, I'm not going to lie, most of it. Hmm. You know what? I think you're right, because pretty much every car I've bought since I've been together with Jam, I've just bought it. Have they been local or far away? Local, but like I didn't do anything. I just looked at it. Yeah, that's it. That's the car. Yeah. That's what I want. And like, have you have you been like burned burned on any of that stuff? No, the Crescent just did exactly what everybody said it would. And Correct. then I just you know, put my fingers in my ears and said, no, it's perfectly fine. Perfect. It's got 90,000 miles on it. They go, that's about how long it lasts. I go, la, 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 la. And then it blew up. But anyway, and, uh, so now that I've <laughs> used this. that's the only one that happened, Doc. Well, that's why it's still a lovely car, and I assume it's still fixable or fixed. I know, I know you've done it's, engine things, but. It is just, uh, it's, it is, it's fine. It's, it's, it's fine. fine. It's just in limbo. I really just need the time. But, you know. I still really like that car. I, I really like it. Um, it's a good car. Like, it's so clean. Jana also has agreed to let me start spending money on car stuff now we're done with the wedding, so that's good. That's very nice. That's quite good. So what's, the, what's first on your docket? Uh, for absolute first one on my docket is the Mazda 5. Uh, good. Uh, H&R coilovers are terrible. <laughs> Don't ever buy an H&R product. I'm, this is me not trusting German engineering, because every time I've ever trusted, I've been burnt. Are They, they were also Mazda 3 coilovers, correct? Yes. Uh, Tucker just did this with his uh, Mitsubishi, and I told him to not do that. No, the, it well. So the reason is is it's actually an H and R brand issue. It's oh. the it's not because it's a slightly heavier vehicle. Because my Mazda actually weighs as much as a fully loaded Mazda three with full set of people in it, which so is all the more reason why an MPV is the answer. Yeah, and actually, and Tucker's fine as well. Like the the weight difference between a Outlander. And a no, Lancer Sportback. They're Lancers, though. Yeah, but Outlander and a Lancer share a, a chassis. Oh, I thought he had an Outlander Sport. Yeah, sorry, Outlander Sport. That's okay, what it is. sorry. Yeah. yeah, an Outlander Sport and a Lancer Sportback are very similar. In Why is his like completely slammed? It looks terrible. Because it looks awesome, A. And B, it's a. It, that's just how it is, because that's what happens when you lower crossovers. Fine. So I think it looks great. At least they have shop cats. Yeah, I really like that. No, I think it looks great. I like. I've I've wanted to do what Tucker did for a long time. It's just that the um, overlap of Outlander Sports getting cheap and my caring about Mitsubishi, uh, they didn't. They diverged they were, a they bit. Were, they were running parallel. <laughs> um, it's frustrating. It's, it's a downward trend, and they're running parallel on this downward trend. I'm happy he has a reliable manual vehicle. That's all I will say and about it's that. Like, honestly, it's going to handle fine. It looks cool as hell. Like, it's a hatch, which is good. Yeah, it, it's going to handle like the, like the Dickens. It's going to be great because they're the uh, Outback Sport, because all they did is just made it a little bit taller looking. Mm-hmm. I think it looks great. Yeah, I'm here for it. All right. And it's, Still has a really low center of gravity, Tucker himself notwithstanding. Uh, that does alter the <laughs> yes, vehicle dynamics a little bit. A little bit, but um, no, I, it, it actually I think it looks great. So, but no, the Fair Mazda enough. Five uh, will be getting new coilovers and a new um, passenger sliding door window. Because during our wedding, somebody tried to sleep in the car, 
because it was raining. They didn't steal anything. The stereo's in there and everything. And broke the window. Just shattered it. I was fucking pissed when I came home. But it's fine, because I cut down the little crackhead tree that they were hiding under, because I had a tree that was growing through my fence I just didn't want to deal with. I call it the crackhead tree, because, like... Is that where the crack needles come from? Yeah, like, they go shoot up there, they go take shits there, you sleep under there, and then now they broke my window. So I was like, awesome. okay, I'm, you don't get your tree anymore, so I cut their tree down. Very good. And then I put up several motion lights... And a 140 decibel train horn alarm that is motion activated. Oh, amazing. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Headphone users. I yeah, it's exactly like that experience that you got. So if you step behind my van uh, during after dusk, a train horn alarm will go off. Very good. Until movement, st- until movement ceases. This is a fantastic device. Yes. I it- want this for my driveway. I will buy you one as part of your birthday present. <laughs> I have it on my Amazon. I ran a conduit out to the city boulevard when they were redoing the sidewalk so I could put like cameras for like oh, better very good. footage. Very good. But like I also kind of want to run power out there, so it would be nice for a nighttime if somebody crosses that beam or whatever and just boom. Yeah, it is a very loud klaxon alarm. Excellent. Like it, it's like train horn loud. Oh, 140 decibels is a lot. So I am very here for this. Oh, my God. All right. Fine. Uh, the last little piece of this topic before we head on to yours. <laughs> the, the last pivot I was going to do is the, the, most, the more valuable the car is that you buy sight unseen, mm-hmm. the less it matters. Because even if there's something wrong, like the actual monetary cost to fix that issue usually yeah. is way less than like, what you're saving for that bad listing to like, give you that anxiety or that. Yeah. And uh, like. I really understand that because like, I bought the E30 M3. I showed up there. I paid the dude. I didn't realize until I got in leaving his house where I saw the damage in the door sill where the car had clearly been hit at some point and not fixed well on the left side. Yeah. Deal was done. And I got a bid for it four or five years ago, and I decided it's going to cost the same to fix it no matter when I do this, so why the hell would I do it right now? Yeah, exactly. And it's just like, it, had there been something wrong with the Murcielago or the Ferrari, I'd be like, yeah. it's fine like i paid so much less for the car but doing this sight unseen deal it just doesn't matter but on a 500 hundred dollar car if the engine starts knocking that's a big problem yeah so i feel like it actually matters less when you buy a more expensive car without yeah doing any it's, it's a relative difference well right. i mean and that also is like to a degree because you're also buying cars where you're aware of them and being aware being aware of it is actually a, a major part of that because it's half the battle if you're buying, like, say, a 98 Jaguar XJR, oh my God. Uh, sight unseen for a, <laughs> Please don't do for that. a, a low price, <laughs> um, don't. Please First do off, not do that. that's a bad decision. <laughs> yeah. But in addition to that being a bad decision, <clears throat> you also have the worry of, like, oh, God, this is a car that's known to be just a basket case. It's going to have timing chain issues. It's going to have cats issues. It's going to have a catalytic converter issue because of the timing chain issue. Mm-hmm. It's going to have electrical issues. It's going to rust. It's going to have bad paint, and it's just going to generally suck. It's going to have a lot of deferred. A first year V8 supercharged Ford engine in a Jag car. You're not going to want that. There's a reason that like. There's a reason that you don't ever see pre-2000s Ford era Jaguars for sale because they usually don't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. With the rare XK8 that somebody has spent their entire life savings keeping running. Yeah, exactly. And so I actually brought that up as an example because uh, Darren uh, shared a XJR for $1,400 from 1998 on there's a Craigslist listing from like rural Oregon 
in our group chat. He goes, nothing can go wrong with a 90s Jaguar. I'm like, nope, that's don't, a bad decision. Don't do that, please. Yeah. Like, please, Darren. Please. Obviously, obviously, he was joking. Thank uh, God. Because he knows better. I know he's a smart man. So, uh, but, uh, Like, that's kind of the uh, thing. Like, <clears throat> there are some cars where you don't buy them sight unseen. Bring but back the Mustang, too. The thing is, I think in this day and age, we have the technology that it is difficult to rip somebody off. You have, like, any random phone that you buy, your buy here, pay here phone, mm-hmm. like, for or that you have from Boost, like Boost Mobile, that's still, like, a 10 megapixel camera. Oh, yeah. Like, the, the galaxies I bought on Black Friday to, to mine with, yeah. they're Samsung Galaxy AO3s. They were $30 new, and, like, it's a pretty good phone. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's be real. Like, There's nothing wrong with the hardware. Yeah, it's a, it's a totally fine-functioning phone. And so you're not – unless somebody, like, goes out of their way to take particularly bad photos, which is, again, a red flag. Like, you can't – you, you don't just go buy any random car. But, like, these days it's very difficult for people to lie to you. Because, like, things are just going to be shown. Like, right. if I'm buying a, like, say, a shipbox CRX, and I, somebody takes a photo of the engine bay, there's a pretty good chance I'm going to be able to zoom in and look below the distributor and see how much oil is under there. Right. And, like, how fucked the cylinder head and the distributor seal are. Like, I can tell <clears throat> stuff like it's that. It's glossy. I can tell that. I can see how bubbly the rear fenders are going to be. <laughs> oh, oh boy! Like the there's a few things like you can't smell it, obviously, but you can look at it. But you can see like, oh, this carpet's this black carpet is like grayish everywhere else except behind the driver's seat on the CRX, which leads me to believe that the rear hatch seal is leaking. I was going to say is that water do. filtration. Yeah. Yep, very common problem. And that rear hatch seal is gonna probably need to be replaced and that carpet's probably molded and it's probably have a little bit of a scent to it or like hmm these fog lights have have moisture uh, or have condensation build up and it's like okay that means the taillight gaskets are leaking which means the trunk floor is going to be made of rust i bet so maybe we should have a photo of the trunk floor lift up the the floor panel to show you where a spare tire mm-hmm. well is it's totally rusted yeah like you can tell these things CRX these days. Yeah. yeah. But, like, also, let's say you're buying, like, from an online auction site. Like, if you're buying from eBay in 2004, you know, buying a 61 Impala on eBay in 2004, like, well, you are taking a gamble. That's a risk, yeah. Like, I don't know. But today, you're not buying cars off of eBay. You're buying off Bring a Trailer. Correct. And Bring a Trailer does such a thorough job of vetting things that you really can actually just go there and probably expect, unless the seller very, very, very rarely. Like, I would say maybe once or twice a year, if that, an auction specialist will miss a major issue. Hmm. That's how rare it is. a lot of vehicles. Yeah. yeah, There's four to 500 cars closing a day. And if you have two a year... I didn't realize BA2 was up to yeah. that volume. Holy shit. Yeah, no, it's insane. If you have, like, about two a year where there's a major issue that's been missed, that's a... Pr- that's pretty, that, it's a good track. Those are yeah. gambling odds. Like, <laughs> yeah, I would feel... I put some money on those. Yeah, yeah. Th- that's better than you're personally going to be. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. I miss way more than that. Yeah, yeah like sure. you just said. Like, you've yeah. missed things. Like, yeah. Yeah. And so... And Weird. Like, I'm human. It's yeah. Crazy. But, like, BAT, like, we really don't... 
Well, like you have multiple pairs of eyes looking at you. You have multiple oh, pairs of eyes looking at things. The sellers know that we really don't fuck around. And the commenters know, too. The commenters certainly don't. Oh, my God. Talk about autism in a pool. Yeah, and it's like th- that is the best place in the world to buy a car because you have a million people all looking at this car giving you a consensus. Mm-hmm. And if you actually read the listing and you actually – you're going to be able to get everything you need. And it's like there are actually people all just go out and look at a car just mm-hmm. to help people out. And, like, that when I worked at Good Carmen, Bill sold his SL. There was a random guy. He wasn't bidding. He's like, oh, I just like BAT a lot, and I know a lot of people have questions, and there's a few questions that you can't quite answer, so I wanted to take a look at it for you. So he Bet. came out, and, yeah. It's cool. Yeah. I don't have some, PPI for some, free for somebody else. That's some fine. Some dude in Germany bought the car, and it's now sitting in his private collection. Excellent. He collects American, uh, American Mercedes products. American spec Mercedes. So he's got a 450 SEL 6.9 with a terrible North American yeah, W116 some, some, Something like that, yeah. <laughs> but like, That's deeply troubling. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, anyway. But uh, no, well, VAT the, is a tremendous resource yeah, if you don't, if you cannot afford to, to miss something. Yeah. And it's like, but like that's like places like that. And like yeah. even to a lesser extent, cars and bids and stuff like that. Sure. Like, but the thing is, when you get to places like, BAT's competitors, and this isn't just me as an employee. Like, you know, I, I, I'm not afraid to talk shit about where I work. Correct. On there are podcast. flaws. There are yeah, there issues. There are flaws, and I'll admit them. But, like, one thing BAT does very, very, very well is you're going to make sure that the car you're getting is going to be objectively described. Yeah. And you do not have to ever worry about BAT like sugarcoating anything right like you're very aware of this correct like, like as yeah, a that's seller, actually written here four times yeah we wrote this four times and we <laughs> like we don't even say the word ding we say dent because the word ding it's is not subjective. an accident it's a crash yeah well <laughs> I, I, we, yeah. we'll say quote-unquote accident based off what car carfax says because we don't we can't confirm what it is right, you're and we have, we have to reiterate what carfax yeah. says yeah. um it's but, their buyback guarantee, not yours. But when you get to like some places like, um, like cars and bids, like cars and bids is just like super subjective. Because you'll see like that, like literally, there's an entire every listing has Doug's take, right? Where it's just Doug Demiro's like this car, bro. Like saw him it, as a kid. It, it I, it's not even I 100 percent sure it's not actually Doug Demiro. I'm pretty I also sure. Also, I'm positive it isn't. I'm pretty sure is either a random person or soon to be an AI model that is trained off of Doug Demiro's writings to make judgments on a car. I'm just like, oh god, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> like that's exactly. What <laughs> I'm it's just picturing be. Demiro training on his toilet, just training AI to try to replicate him. Like, yeah. good. Then we can just mute you. Yeah, we can just be done with you. Oh, but god. like, but like. It, it, you, That's still you can, another you can, layer. Of, you can also tell when somebody's saying, like, this is the best car ever, bet. Like, <laughs> that's not. No. That's literally it, not. No. I, I, I hear that. That's a loaded question. I don't know what the best car ever is. But. Yeah, I hear I hear it five to seven times a day from every single seller, and thus far, I've yet to see one that is objectively the best car ever. Nothing I own is the best car ever. Exactly. So, I have a lot of really good there's cars. Just, if you look at cars when you're buying them, yeah. Like objectively, and you actually pay attention to what's being offered in front of you. That you, is critical. Right yeah, there. is as long as you're paying attention, you're not going to get burnt. Paying attention and like that's where bring a trailer and cars. Well, bring a trailer has changed the game, and yeah. other other copycats have 
done well too. Yeah. But like, it takes the risk out of buying sight unseen. Yeah. But you do generally pay a little bit more for that. Yeah. So you do have to absolutely look at it objectively and critically when you're buying from like an auto trader or a car gurus or something yes, like that where you have exactly. none of that additional support. Like you are taking the seller at their word. Yeah. And like so. when, when I bought the Fiat, like I did all my research beforehand. Mm-hmm. I looked at the Carfax. I looked at the very low miles. I looked at how the car is driven. Mm-hmm. I But before I even looked at the car, I had already, I had already taken care of everything I wanted I wanted the front trailer hitched removed. Yeah, the tow bar. The, the, I wanted the tow bar removed. Um, and then th- I had a couple other small little changes I wanted them to take care of. Uh, like and a, then, you wanted a service or something like that. Yeah, I wanted like a service or something. Yeah. And then I come I to take care of all that. Yep. And then when I got there, the only thing that I added on to that was, hey, the steering column's a little loose. Can we get that oh, taken care of? plastic shit? Yeah. yeah. But it, they always are. I know. Later found uh, out. I know. Um, <laughs> but, like, that was the only thing. It was super simple. They took care of it. Yep. And I, even that, like, if I had not noticed that, would not have been a problem. I would have, I still would have totally bought the car mm-hmm. that fixed or unfixed. So, I didn't tell them that, but. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. <laughs> you got to be ready to walk away. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All right. Ooh. Anyway, yep. I'm going to talk about the new Delica. That is because a Because there's correct? a press photo of it. Oh, my God. And I have no <laughs> idea what it looks like. <laughs> that, looks, uh, that looks like it was done by Stable Diffusion. Yep. That's the new Delica. I don't know anything about it. That is an AI-generated, terrible thumbnail that somebody last hour is just like, here's my drawing of the concept car. This needs to be doing something active. Yep. That's it. Show my concept car art doing something active. But also, you can't see it because it's totally obscured. Yeah, AI. Oh, and there's people walking away from it there, so that's good. And that's not that a van at all. That one's actually kind of cool. It's super cute. Look at him. I love that. Just doing so a good that's job. actually an electric mobility scooter. Oh. That's made for like, uh, it's like a last mile problem solving sort of thing. Okay. Sort of like the Moto Compacto. Yes. Yeah, that's yes. a Mitsubishi version of Very it. Very good. But also, you can kind of go off roading and stuff because it's. You know, got a higher ground clearance. So that's actually pretty cool. Top Gear, uh, like 10 years ago, did off-road mobility scooters. Yes, I remember this that. This is way better. Although yes. theirs were hilarious. Uh, now, <clears throat> the last one's also very cool. Because oh, yeah. these are, this, this is guy? actually about the new Mitsubishi models. Yes, this is their new uh, truck. The this new, is much better than a Raider. Yeah, this is the new Triton. It's very, very good. What is it based on? Uh, the Mitsubishi Triton. Oh, okay, so it's its own thingy. Yes. Very fine. Very fine. It's quite cool, actually. I mean, Are we getting this in the States? Um, there is a lot of noise trying to bring it here. Okay. And I think it sure as shit looks American spec, doesn't it? It does look like a Ridgeline that has been done in a Mitsubishi fashion. So it, I believe that will be that would sell here. So they, yeah. Also, unlike a Ridgeline, do you know what this is? Is it actually a car? No, it's a body on frame. It's a real fucking truck. Oh, good. Good. That's the way it should be. Correct. So if you're gonna have a bad vehicle, make sure to embrace the bad. Well, that's the thing is like the whole point of a pickup truck is that it, it's a utility vehicle. It does a thing like having a body on frame. That frame is designed to tow. Mm-hmm. That's the purpose of the vehicle. Correct, and people will it's buy an, it to not do that. It, it is less comfortable every day of your life, and it is worse handling for it. But there's a reason that semi trucks are not monocoque. Correct. There's a reason that pickup trucks are not monocoque. Well, most of them. Well, not supposed to be monocoque. But, like, 
there was a reason that they were built that way. Like the, the K30 was designed the way it was for a reason back in the seventies. The, yeah, I mean, you're right. And I like the fact that I was just thinking right now in my brain as I was commenting here, but like, I can't think of a Mitsubishi pickup that has been monocoque. No, because they make their trucks to do a thing. Correct. Yeah. So I would like that here. Even the terrible Raider. Oh, was a Dakota, which was body on frame. But yeah, so the Delica is the most important part here because the which is, current Delica has been on sale in its current guise for 16 years. Ah, they've been updating it consistently for 16 years. And Honduras has all of them. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, actually, I saw one, um, a current body style Delica here with Canadian plates on it. Oh, That's how old it is. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even put two a and two together. That, year, that had to be imported. A first year Delica was imported to Canada <laughs> or like a, a current body. A first year, the current body style <laughs> Delica was imported to Canada and just used as a vehicle. Cause it's that fucking old perfection without change. Perfection. So you're complaining about the Fiat. With yeah, look at the Delica. No, I'm not complaining about the Fiat at all. Well, the 500 being, that's why well, I did the Vine, yeah. Uh, I'm complaining about Americans and also about Fiat not updating the vehicle. But yes, I understand. You are. Yeah, that was part of it. Yes. But anyway, I so yeah, Delica did this. I, uh, it's very good. I wish I knew what it looked like, but yeah, I mean... I'm sure it'll be good. Thank it's you, fine. Mitsubishi. I mean, we love vans, and that one's going to be... You know it's going to have like a really short wheelbase, and it's going to have like the 80s overhang. You know what it is? Like is? This is a Mitsubishi vehicle that was designed to do a job, and that's where Mitsubishi excels. As soon Correct. as Mitsubishi has to like think outside of the yeah, box... Do creative interpretation. Done. It's game over. Mitsubishi is the poor opposite of Citroen. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Because Citroen, it, all they do is take a bunch of drugs and say, "What if?" Yeah, they and can't do like, a we, have an, car. we have ten thousand orders for a pizza delivery car. Well, we'll make the Mirage. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like that's it. Like we need cheap car that will be sold in Thailand for seven thousand dollars. Okay, we made this. That's a cheap car that's made in Thailand. That costs seven thousand dollars. Seven thousand dollars. You can fix it with a hammer. Perfect. It's good. It drives nice too. Yeah, it's a good car. Uh-huh. Anyway, anyway, I want to talk about something that I don't care about at all. So the <laughs> there is a an entity in Texas that once the DeLorean Motor Company originally went <laughs> defunct. Yes, they and bought all their tooling and parts set basically in a warehouse forever. They bought all that crap in 2004, mm-hmm. and they actually have the ability and legal license to make new DeLoreans. They do actually. They do. Yes. They now, according to this stupid article, have ditched their super cool electric prototype car, and they've decided to make a new one that's just a C8 Corvette with some concept car art bodies stapled to it. So here's another V8 small block automatic mid-engine thing that looks impractical that isn't a DeLorean, that they're calling a DeLorean. Okay, so... I don't like this. I got an idea. Okay. Tell me your idea. Let's take the name DeLorean off. Okay. And let's throw the name Chaparral on. That would be much more accurate. Isn't this because a great vehicle? Look at this is incredible. It is because always been Chevrolet powered. Look at this incredible Chaparral. Yeah, That's but, a Chaparral. But it is, but it isn't. That's the problem. I know, but they should have. You know what this is? It's a Mustang Mach-E. Uh, it should have been called a Galaxy. If it was a Galaxy, I wouldn't care. Correct. It but is, you're trying to sell it to me as something that it is it's not. potentially a good objective vehicle with the wrong name. Yep. It, yeah. No. It, <laughs> it's like if they took a Ryzen 9 and they put a Threadripper name on it. And they, this is your base model Threadripper. That's not where, a Threadripper. Where are all my PCIe lanes? Yeah. Where are my memory channels? What's going well, on here? Well, you don't need that. 
Well, yeah, it's a base model. It's it's for high end individual users. It's not. That's not HEDT at all. Well, yeah. but I mean, you could do it for you could do HEDT stuff with it. I, I, I guess, but yeah. See, that's could you thing. hammer in a railroad spike with a crescent wrench? Yeah, it'd take you a while. Yeah, it's a stupid idea. I just their concept car looked so good and it was electric. Like that kind of is along the lines of DeLorean right shit. There. Yeah, that. Yeah. And like, okay, you're actually leaning on like the Back to the Future fucking shit and the going doors. I get it. Like, it's still not really that unique, but at least it had some personality where this chaparral up here. Can you scroll back down? They're actually. Uh, I'm just. I, I'm looking at this. It's actually. Yeah. No, scroll down to the actual uh, paragraph here. Okay. I was just looking at this. So, the Alpha 5, yeah. Yeah. So, we're going to take on the DMG. Two frame approach. It looked really cool. Are they just ab- abandoning yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Entirely. Yeah. Mm hmm. So now they're, they just they lazy it out and they just re. But they paid they, all the money for this. Well, <clears throat> that's okay. So this is even it's e- okay. They're doing even more drugs than Delorean was in nineteen. I don't get it. <clears throat> they had a good, seemingly like pre-production ready vehicle. I I saw it in also, person with four seats. I personally have touched this vehicle. Yeah. Why are they not making this? Well, because it's easier just to license a, a C8 Corvette and just wrap some different bodywork around it. What the fuck? Yeah, so uh, DeLorean uh, Motor Let's Group scroll down again. is, uh, they're making a, a bad I- idea. Stop. Uh, what? Yeah. yeah. Yep. So anyway, they've they've just abandoned it, essentially. It just looks like a crappy Huracan. You know, every <clears throat> DeLorean, until I see one parked at uh, Lunds, mm-hmm. I'm going to now stuff into the category of vaporware. Just doesn't exist. <laughs> but it fits the aesthetic of the '80s so well, too. Anyway, yeah, it's, right? just, it's just it's, like it's vaporware. It's like a like a Zenvo makes a more reasonable <laughs> car. <laughs> but I mean, it just it's it, a DeLorean. It, a modern DeLorean is the same level of believability as like a W Motors. Yeah, I don't believe it. I will believe it when I physically can see it on the road. When I see one registered and driving on the road, Faraday Future. That's another yeah. one. That's a Faraday Talk future. Talk about yeah. something that just faded into the ethos. Yeah. Gone. Yep. I, I don't believe it. Faraday future forever. But anyway, swing and a miss. Yep. Well, good news, everyone. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> Dacia is the second best-selling car brand in Europe. <laughs> I mean, Dacia makes a really cheap and cheerful product. Well, and that's actually the thing. Uh, so while case. everybody else trying to make whiz-bang expensive things, uh, like the term whiz-bang. nobody has money. Except for like five people, so even though it says uh, every single thing in the economy says that everybody's got a shitload of money, no, we fucking don't. Nobody has money. Correct, everyone's broke. No, the only people who have money are like the top like ten percent of people and in the world. Even them, it's not liquid. Yeah, you're not actually. You have no money. Everyone's cash poor AF. Everybody's super cash poor. Everybody's like maxed out on credit, mm-hmm. and Dacia's aware of this mm-hmm. because they are like literally not allowed to make a high-end car good and now dacey is one the second best-selling car in europe I and like, I like yeah that. good this is the thing and Deitch's little like city ev thing is great it's great yeah and even the duster yes. this is it this is it's a cheap crossover mm-hmm. it has optional all-wheel drive perfect yep yep that's what you want mm-hmm. um i was gonna see if there's any other and so this oh, is oh, yeah scary. and so i like the new logo it's cute yeah, it's it's actually a really good logo. Oh, I love it a lot. Looks like a little bow tie. <laughs> but the, the thing is, is that they're actually saying this article that you know he's just doing a good job. 
Yeah, but um, the thing is that Dacia's like product, their model is something that actually could work in the U.S. theoretically. Because, like, if you look at this, this like... This is like the Brimac Taos. I mean, it's the same form factor. It's the same sort of thing. Well, Brimac Ta- Taos is actually a truck truck. That's a a Brimac Taos is like a diesel Russian forerunner where it's unkillable. I thought it was smaller in monocoque. Is it actually, like... It's a truck. Oh, that's why I wanted it. Oh, it's a real-life... Fine. Yeah, <clears throat> it's a U- it's a Uaz Patriot. It's actually a Russian military truck. Fine. Um, Thanks again for invading the Ukraine, you assholes. Assholes. But, I like um, this manual, though. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's actually auto, but don't worry about it. Is it? Oh, yeah, but they damn. do have a manual option. Good. Actually, the what's, very... what's this MPV? What is this? I, I don't know. I like it. Click click the, that button. I'll say on the back in big letters. That's a jogger. I it's like the Dacia jogger. Dacia jogger. <laughs> I like that a lot. Wow. What a car. Look at him jogging hey, click, through click, this neighborhood. Click that one. There you it's go. It's a six-speed jogger. There you go. Wow. See, these are things that could sell in America. Because if you actually look at the inside, like that's something we'd buy. I want to rent this when I visit other parts of the world. Yeah. I want to drive around in a six-speed jogger. Yeah. So if you actually look at... Like, no, we roll over. Yeah. I'm going back to the jogger. Yeah. If you actually look at like what these are, these are all things Americans would buy. Mm-hmm. Like, you could just sell... like. You know what we don't have anymore? The Honda Fit. Do you know what we could have? The Daichi Jogger. Yeah, and well, I think another thing here is that so the Renault name kind of has some connotations to it uh, because of, of very, the Lacar. <clears throat> well, very poor dealership practices. Thanks, AMC. Well, the thing is, the Lacar could have been successful. It was everywhere else in the world, but for some fucking reason, they decided not to promote the performance model. Why would you not give us the turbo model? Why would you not tell us how well it's doing in racing? Why would you what not tell us how comfortable you it is? But this is the thing. If this were to come to America, you cannot sell Dacia as just Dacia. Correct. It would have to be labeled as something else. Well, no, you could sell it as a Dacia because nobody knows what the hell a Dacia is. I suppose. But what you could do is you could take the high trim level Renault version Mm -hmm. and staple Dacia badges onto it. Ooh, true. True, yeah. And then that could be your way to get people to buy them here. Because in America... We like the concept of luxury, mm-hmm. but we cannot afford it, usually. This is so much better than a Dodge Journey. Yeah, but um, well, a Dodge Journey is a perfect example. Whenever you saw a Dodge Journey mm-hmm. in a commercial oh, it was gosh. or in a ad placement, like on TV, it was always a super high trim. Oh, level. yeah. It was the all-wheel drive 3.6 Pentastar, the GT yep. trim, and the all-wheel one, drive big the, wheels. The cars that you see <clears throat> that exist are Hub the caps, SXTs. Yeah, yep. front-wheel drive. Yeah, the bad ones. <laughs> They're all bad, okay. Yeah, the but record. the particularly bad ones. Mm-hmm. And so that's the thing is you, you would get the Dacia, you know, duster, which is honestly what Americans would buy. Yeah, they're going to buy though, Even though the Jogger is much better. The yeah, Jogger would, is much better. But yeah, this would sell like gangbusters for sure. Yeah, but you get this. This is your base model, and then you have a higher trim level that's based off of whatever the Renault version would be. And then you would actually have a really good selling crossover in the U.S. market. And being kind of like a weirdo sort of like European brand, you have some flexibility for doing some avant-garde advertising and everything. Mm-hmm. It, you could hire Charlie Sheen. Yeah. No, you, you could. <laughs> it, I, I think that if you got somebody that could market it similar to like the new Beetle or even the 500, because mm-hmm. the 500, you know, for Fiat, like it, you really have to understand that like Fiat going into this, like they had nothing but bad will 
in the United States, and they still kind of exist here. Mm-hmm. It's because, let's be real, the car actually turned out to be really good. And that's the thing, is once you get some weirdo advertising, you can get over that con- those connotations. Do you know what the Super Bowl ad was for the 2012 Fiat 500? Oh. I was driving through a mansion yeah. with an Italian lady saying, the Fiat 500 Debart, you'll never forget the first time you saw one. Exactly, And yeah. you never did. No, it's great. It's yeah. an awesome little car. Mm-hmm. I love it. And it sounds so good. Like, yeah, so I think I think Dacia could totally come to America and sell here. Dacia, please. Yeah, I mean they already have a they have a North American market version in Mexico. They literally oh, p- p- perfect. Just, I know. Just ship it like a hundred miles. Yeah, it, the, I mean there are some changes that you'd have to make. We don't have the fit anymore. We don't have the Mirage anymore. We don't have the five hundred anymore. You don't have a cheap car. We yeah, don't have a cheap fun manual hatch. And do you know the what? Amer- do you right know here. what Americans have? No For- money. Fourteen trillion dollars in debt. We can't afford much more. Dodge is going to do great, especially if we get some cars that are. Well, if you start selling them now and mm-hmm. give them as special financing cars, oh yeah. Then you get people that buy them as a special financing car, yes. and then as their next car, they'll be buying or leasing something. Now mm-hmm. they've repaired their credit, and they'll go get their Dodge. A base model Sendero into a, into a nice uh, duster, a jogger. Yeah, like hell yeah, do that. That'd be great. I totally want that. So. Yeah, I think Dacia could totally come here. I really want it. I would love. To, I would. I would buy a crossover if I could get a Duster. Well, especially because the Duster comes probably with a diesel, but I know it comes as a manual, and like that alone, we have, we, we have no options. I'm sure we would not be able to get the diesel. I don't believe that would ever make it here. Yeah, but, you're right. They're going. They're going to federalize the one big gas powertrain. That's yeah. it. Yeah, but if they could federalize a manual, then I'd be really happy. Even automatic, I'd probably. If it. they gave us like a two liter direct injected gas engine with both a regular automatic and a manual, yeah, primo, I beautiful, would, or a three cylinder, screw I would, it. I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I would, I would actually consider buying an automatic Dacia Duster in America as a talking point of saying, well, fair, that's better than a Vinfast. No, as a talking point of saying. Yeah, I bought this. Why'd you buy it? Because this is better than anything that's been available in our market for the last 15 years. Even as an automatic crossover, this is still the best thing that I could buy right now. Wow. Well, 500 aside. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, 15 like, years is a bit. 15 much, years. But I'd say five years, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Five years, yeah. like, yeah. yeah like, or in that class size, mm-hmm. like, I don't want a Tiguan. I don't want a billion options I don't care about. I don't want 45,000 airbags that all <laughs> yeah. you called. Yeah, like <laughs> I don't want cheap car that doesn't have an immobilizer. Like I would like a Dacia Duster cuz it's, it's just a it's fucking coming. functional car. That's what I would like. A like, functional car. Going on the immobilizer thing before I get onto my topic. Did you know that every other market in the entire world that had Hyundai, Kia, Sonata, Forte, whatever? All had mobilizers, but it isn't legally required for them to have it in the United States, <laughs> so they didn't. Even in Canada, all of them have immobilizers. I'm I everyone. I just had a neighbor that had their their um, Sportage stolen while they were on vacation because there was one left in my neighborhood. <laughs> um, there was, there was. <laughs> but I'm gonna start saying like, yeah, they did not legally mandate it, but everywhere else in the world did, so they took it off of our cars. Correct. It was literally unchecked as a box going down God, the factory. I fucking hate that. I did not know that until a few days ago. I'm like, you have to be kidding me. Like, nope. This is why Sonata's in, in Thunder Bay have factory immobilizers so this is the thing i um 
God, that's so stupid. <laughs> How is that even possible? Manufacturers so bad. I've never had any faith <clears throat> in Hyundai Kia since I worked there as like my first like job as not a cart pusher at Cub Foods. Better or worse than VW? <sighs> Putting you on the spot there. Oh, I would say better than VW solely because they're cheaper. Okay. So you're kind of getting what you pay for. Sure. Yeah, but you understand when this I, catastrophic issue I, shows I, up. The thing is, I've never trusted them. Like, there was a time in my life when I was younger, like before the 2OT things, where I didn't like them as much as VW. Sure. And the reason was, is I don't trust them as a company. And well, at the end like of the day, then, it's still a big corporate entity. They don't have your best interest in mind. They have profit they in mind. Very much so do not. And they are absol- they've proven time and again that they are willing to just do the worst possible thing and then recall it if it's noticed. And they, and the thing is, is like everybody loves Hyundai and Kia because they get taken care of. That's how they feel. It's because they Hyundai, Hyundai and Kia, well, no, Hyundai and Kia will always do a recall. 100%. Because they, the, they can't take the lawsuit. This time they're getting the lawsuit. But they would, so, like, as soon as the problem becomes common enough that somebody threatens to sue, mm-hmm. then they'll do a full recall to cover their ass. Oh, yeah, I remember. I mean, the, the, uh, the Nero. Well, in the, the shifter handles on Sonatas when they did the new body style Sonata and in 2013 the, or whatever. And the GDI. 2009, I think. cylinders, the all-eating metal shavings. Yep. And, yep, yeah, when that. they did the GDI thing, they also, so the, when they were, like, pretty new, they yeah. had a little chrome strip that would go around the shifter handle. Sure. It was just a little accent piece. Well, A little Hyundai accent piece? <laughs> <laughs> the chrome would bubble up. And when the chrome bubbles up, it would break. Oh, for pain's sake. And it's exactly where you put your hand, where there's an artery. Guess what happened? A lot of people bled. Yep. Sorry, again, headphone users. Yeah. No, actually, the problem was that there was an owner that went to the hospital for blood loss because they nicked an artery in their hand. Ah, what, okay. like yeah, no, I know exactly guy there. what you mean. Yeah, yeah, that's that's where they put needles in you because yes. it's the most uh, it's the it's the fast lane. Yeah, it's and the it's entrance ramp into all your over body. the fucking car. The car looks like a murder scene. That's the it, bad kind of squirting all over a car. Yeah, so that's why Hyundai needed to do that massive catastrophic recall, <sighs> and it was, um, it was a drive it to the dealership immediately recall, not a do not drive, not a optional recall. It is a this needs to be done now. This is a safety issue recall. So Yay. where they're like hounding the the customers to re- recall their car, because the thing is, is like, well, all right, let's say this happens, and you're in the middle of rural Montana. Oh, and well, then you die. Yeah, you've done a dead. You don't want somebody to die because they nick themselves on some trim. What a dumb way to die. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> like that's up there. I don't know if I could come up with a yeah, better way. Hyundai to... Kia sucks. That's why I don't trust them. Companies knowing that there's a problem and then refusing to do anything until they are litigated or threatened by litigation. Yep. Ridiculous. And Scott's got a track record of that shit now. Well, yeah. Yeah. Get get ready. We're gonna get the uh, the ID four saga at some point. I'm sure. And we're gonna we may have to dump it on the podcast beforehand because if he's forced to sign an NDA, we got to make sure that we talk about it first. But we're getting there. Yeah, we're getting there. Past the settlement talk. Anyway, I want to talk about Ford doing an ID four. A what? 
Ford is doing an ID4. Oh, an ID4. An ID4. So the, what is that? the current pending issue that Scott has his ID4 parked for and has for a year is because there's a faulty solder joint in the high voltage pack that may lead to power loss and or a crash without warning. Wouldn't you know it? The Mach-E has the exact same problem in its high voltage pack, and it's exacerbated by frequent DC fast charging or, and I quote, owners flooring the vehicle too much. It's a wide open pedal event here. Yes. So... Uh, you know, I can't imagine this would be nearly as big of a problem if it didn't have the that logo stapled on the front. Yeah, if this was a Galaxy recall, we probably wouldn't even cover it. No, if this was a Galaxy, there would be enough grandmas buying that it wouldn't be a problem because people wouldn't consider it a Mustang. Mm-hmm. People aren't trying to do burnouts in a Galaxy leaving a car show. Yeah, like they wouldn't call it, like if they call this an E-Futura or something. Oh, that's cool. Futura. I like yeah, that. that's kind of a cool name. Oh, man. Um, E-Futura. Yeah, oh, like sheesh. that'd be really, really cool. But like <sighs> calling it a Mach E, you're going to get Mach E drivers doing Mach E bullshit, and now you have to, congratulations. Sideshow clowns. Now, now, you've, now you ha- have found a problem that would have otherwise not been a problem because it would have gone through warranty. Oh, weird. Which is, frankly, how Ford would have preferred this happening. Oh, oh well, that sucks. Yeah, I just thought I don't feel know. bad. I don't feel bad for them. Ford this? sucks. This vehicle sucks. I don't like any of them. There's not any amount of money that I would be willing to pay for this vehicle. Yeah, it, which is unfortunate because your point, if it had a different name, it would actually be in a, a yeah, fairly no, attractive it's, product. It's, it's the fact that I would then know. It's, you know the Ford Probe? I like the Ford Probe. Mm-hmm. Do you know why I like the Ford Probe? Because it's a Mazda? Because they made the SN95. Oh, I see. They were going to make the Ford Probe. It. Do you know why the Fox body lasted for so long? Because they had such terrible backlash over them trying to make the Probe a Mustang. Yes. And they had to figure out something They else. had to, uh, not like, 11th hour 180 that. Because there was so much backlash that people were actually pulling their pre-orders for them. <laughs> and so they released the Probe as the Probe, and they released the Mustang as the Mustang. Good. And both of them were fine. Mm-hmm. The Ford Probe lasted as long as front-wheel drive mm-hmm. sports cars lasted. Two full generations, absolutely. Yeah. It was a good car. Had a it great powertrain, too, but it is front-wheel drive, and it is not a Mustang. Yeah, no, it is not. Just like this isn't a Mustang. No, it is, it's not this a Mustang. Is a Galaxy. You know what a Ford Probe is? It's a Mazda... It's a, it's a Mazda 6-something. I think it is a 66. No, it's a MX... Six MX six. Oh, yeah, okay. it's a Mazda right. MX six. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But you know what? Also, a, a probe is totally competent as a fucking probe because mm-hmm. it's not a Mustang. It's its own thing. Like never sold with a full complement of pretty good powertrains. Yeah, I'm um, sure it's yeah. a fine car. Yeah, just imagine how pissed you'd be if like BMW made the current one series and they called it an E30 because it made the EV version and it was a thirty amp hour or whatever. I just puked into my mouth. Yeah, it, you, you imagine how pissed everybody would be. Like, I don't get why there's not more backlash about the Maki. And like, the Maki is oh, kind of floundering. Like, they, it's not really doing much. They put the M3 badge on an X4. Yes, that's exactly that's what, that's what that is. That's exactly that's what it what is. That is. Yeah. It's just uh, stupid. I, I I hate it, and the, they totally deserve this. And I hope that this makes everybody at Ford get fired. And I hope it just snowballs into a like a Pinto situation. <laughs> I want nothing but bad things to happen. These are bad vibes I'm giving them. Bad vibes only. Yeah, bad vibes only. Um, Anyway, 
So uh, yeah, I, wanna, I, don't, I don't want to be sad anymore. Tell me something happy. But we're gonna round out uh, the episode with uh, a new budget platform, actually, because well, like I've that. been talking about budget cars for just about this entire episode. This has got some major Deitcha vibes to it. Yeah. So this is Stellantis's uh, new budget platform. It's gonna underpin seven different models, including the Citroen C3 and the Fiat Panda. Um, I wonder if we're gonna get a three-cylinder engine option. Ooh, that'd be really cool. I, I like three-cylinders. I certainly hope that they do. So this is, it's called the quote-unquote smart car platform, even though it's not a smart car. Wow. Um, Lawsuit pending. Yep. <laughs> Calling a car a car that it isn't a car with a car name. But basically, it's the replacement for the STLA small platform, which is a better name. Um, STLA small is descriptive. Yeah. But I don't necessarily like I hate that. it yeah, as smart, a name. Smart car is a better name. Basically, this is designed to compete with low-cost Chinese-built EVs. Okay, sorry. I got a notification. No, that's right. <laughs> this is designed to compete with cheap Chinese EVs. So it like, is designed to be as affordable as possible. Like a Wuling? Yeah. This is good. That is good. I want those are very cheap, cheap vehicles, yeah. And so um, they are, the first miles are going to be like the like Citroen C3 and they're actually going to be um all EV with the exception of the combustion engine C3 which huh. will probably be a three cylinder. Oh, I hope so. Yeah, be I mean, cool. I think they all have three cylinders in the I repertoire. I also so. think that these will eventually make their way to the US because I would have to imagine so. I mean, by the time these are released, yeah, the market's going to be reacting to what people are saying right now 3 years later. This is going to be like a new Jeep Compass and then it's going to turn into a Fiat. The Fiat Panda uh, no, looks. looks really good. It looks like a um, shoot, what's the the Topolino? It's like yeah. a big Topolino. It's a big Topolino. Big yeah. Topolino. So um yeah, it they they even make they're stretching it to make an affordable uh 7-seater. So it is a jogger. SUV. Yeah, which I imagine would be the equivalent to a jogger. Fiat jogger? Yeah. So uh, also will be the Opal Crossland. It just basically all small crossovers in Europe is what this is going to be. Good. What, how did platform sharing ever get a bad rap? I don't, I don't know. understand. It's, it, it's just a good idea. No, it's brilliant. I really like it. Each brand, like, platform sharing I've always been a fan of. Because, like, if you look at, like, say, Janice Buick. Mm-hmm. um windshields are totally replaceable like most of the parts in that are replaceable and then each manufacturer is able to do their own unique thing mm-hmm. so like on Jana's car it has the uh dynaflow mm-hmm. and the 401 nailhead cool combination and chevy you could get the uh 409 a big block v8 with a muncie four-speed manual Hell with yeah. yeah very cool with pontiac you could get a 400 cubic inch V8 yep. with triple two-barrel carburetors. God, that's wild. Yeah, like you could get cool <laughs> shit on like all of them. And did they all have the exact same engine mount hard points? Yeah. I bet they Every did. single, yeah. uh, they use the exact same. Yeah, they're yeah. all fully interchangeable. Yeah. So they're really cool. I, that's I, I love platform sharing. Also, fun fact about the turbine drive or the sorry, that was the brand name for the Dynaflow when Janus car was made. Still great. I had, I had to write uh, 50, or it didn't have to write. I was privileged <laughs> to ride a 59 uh, LeSabre, which is my all-time favorite American car. Um, Did you put, oh, wow, and then you I thing everywhere? I oh, told, wow! Yeah, basically. I was. It was very clear that I was extremely excited about it. 
But I also found... Did like, your language have to get toned down? No. <laughs> okay, good. Um, but I had to... No, I'm very objective. <laughs> I know. Like, it was in my communications, I was very excited. I also noticed a lot of things about the car the guy had said that weren't as he had originally had written them. Are you what, sure you didn't mean... He was just wrong about a few things. I, just, ah. I, I told him, like, hey, I just want you to know this is why we're writing it this way. And so, uh, fun fact about Jana's car, uh, those gears mm-hmm. don't touch anything. In the trans. Yeah. It's entirely fluid-driven. Yeah, the switch pitch? Yeah. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. There's no, so there's no meshing gears, really. But it still has gears in the actual gearbox, right? Just not in the, the has, two-stage switch has, pitch converter? No, it's more than just a converter. Oh. So the switch pitch converter, yeah. that will change in how it directs fluid to these turbines, which mm-hmm. is why it's called a turbine drive. These turbines are submerged in fluid. Yep. And as the switch pitch converter uh, opens and closes, it'll change the speed at which fluid hits those turbines mm-hmm. and rotates the drive shaft. So there's no actual planetary set in that Correct. trans? So it's just a direct drive with a two-stage converter. It is a. It's not a direct drive because they have three different sets of gears that are based. The gears being the turbines. So they have three different turbines. So in the actual bell housing, you have a two-stage converter, right? So you have you have, you've got your you variable pitch torque converter. Yeah, a variable pitch torque converter will connect to the drive shaft, and then uh, the variable pitch torque converter will actually. Since that's that fluid in it, yeah, the veins inside the torque converter will open and close, yep. and depending on how they're open and close, it'll change the speed in which automatic transmission yep. fluid flows through basically giant fan blades yep. that are connected to that are connected to a gear which is actually inserted into the drive shaft itself. But there is like a rear housing in the transmission, right? That still has like yeah. other. Are... Those have the, those have those turbine housings. So there's like more sub turbine thing. Well, so yeah. So the way I, way I'm, I guess the way I'm describing it is the torque converter will actually. It's so like the output from the torque converter goes into more turbines. Goes or into, into actual turbines, not Very clutches. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So there's no connecting gears. Huh. That's kind of cool. The only connecting gear is the thing that connects the turbine to the actual drive shaft. That's the only connecting gear that's okay. on the entire well, drive shaft itself. There must be one for reverse too though, right? No, there's a reversed or turbine. Just... There's a turbine that okay. changes that's 180. So it's like it does use planets but only to engage smaller turbines. Is that what I'm to understand? Kind of. Cuz I mean, you still need a directional change. Anyway, that's that's cool. I, it's I look it's a this, really wild technology. I still oh shit! What did they call the GM uh, like the Chevy version of that thing? It was different, it was, but no, I know it was completely different. So the, the Buick version that's that's the thing is I originally thought that it was a modified Power Glide. Right. No, I was thinking of the Turbo Glide. Uh, yeah, that was a different trans entirely. Yeah. But I thought it was something like that. Right. But no, completely one hundred percent. No wonder it's super efficient. Ground up design. Yeah. Also, is that air cooled still? Uh, yeah. That's terrifying. There, well, there's a, it, I guess it, there's a transmission cooler. Oh, in the okay, radiator. Good, good, yeah. good, very good. Okay. But that transmission cooler say. is in fact air cooled. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so anyway, when you shove a lot of fluid at pressure through veins, yes. it tends to heat up a bit. Yes. They also have a tendency to leak. 
Shocking. Yeah. Really? Super believe, high pressure fluid in the 60s? Believe it or not. <laughs> what? Uh, right. what's, that, well, so what's actually funny is um, they leak after being parked. Oh, weird. They don't leak when operational. Oh, so it's a turbo 350. So, yeah, what happens is the pressure itself actually pushes all the all of the gaskets outwards, so they seal. Sure. But after the fluid's not there, the gaskets retract, and then they'll drip. Yeah, that sounds just like a Turbo 350. Yep. Uh, they do not leak at all when used regularly, and when you let them sit, they hemorrhage yep. out of the Bowden. Absolutely fascinating technology to me. God, I hate shit, but it's so interesting. It, it, <laughs> no, it's like the... What is the weirdest way in which... How can we make this power from this gigantic engine get to the wheels in the smoothest possible? In the manner. smoothest possible <laughs> manner. Well, we can no put gears. an electric motor. Let's in get rid it. of the gears. We can put an electric motor in it, and then just have the engine weight be in batteries. No, no, it needs to be gas powered. Why? Because there's infrastructure. Well, can we just plug into a wall because every house has power? No. So anyway, we're going to do this. I bet <laughs> Buick internally before they never made it to the light of day, but I bet you. They had a gasoline electric drive at some point, like a diesel locomotive, but I with will, a nail head. They had a generator, they had will, a motor generator. I will absolutely look into that because I, that would absolutely be on brand 100%. for that era of Buick. <laughs> yeah. Because it would not be a matter of power or anything. It would be it's smooth. And I would, I would actually say probably in the late 50s that they did it. Okay. It, so I'd probably have to look at about 57 or so. I believe you. Because 58. It's like, dude, diesel electric was all fi- 58 had a recession in it. So 59, they probably wouldn't have, they would have abandoned the R&D on 57 it. 57 it is, a year before the recession. It's going to be a 57 or it's going to be a 62. Oh. One of those two years. I bet you they tried yeah. it. Yeah, I'm sure. Because, like, that would be so cool. Diesel electric (laughs) locomotives came out. They're like, oh my God, this is the coolest tech ever. What was the first year that diesel electric? 1946 or 47? I'll check check early on then, because they also did a lot. So the the whole nail head thing came about in the early 50s. Yeah. Because they were looking to replace the inline eight. So actually, in 54, you could get 53, 54, the base model Century had an inline eight. Oh. So you get inline terrible eight. engine. I love it. You can get an inline eight or a nail head. Those are only engine options. You get both eight of, cylinders. You just got both decide. of them are great. They're both ten out of ten engine options. <laughs> I we should definitely look into this because I'm curious what other vehicles other than like the Chevy Volt is kind of there because yeah. it has a motor generator. The first gen specifically. The second gen does have a direct linkage option, but like I bet, I bet there were a lot of auto manufacturers that trialed. Yeah, a motor generator electric drive with like no energy recuperation shit at all. It was only there to be smooth. Yeah, I'm gonna I, look I into bet that. it happened because sure. yeah, that has to have been a thing. Yeah, it, but it's wildly inefficient. So it would have had to have happened before the fuel crisis. Because I mean, you lose like thirty percent of your drive lane. Yeah, no, it, it would be entirely about mm-hmm. making it as smooth as absolutely possible instant torque to pull away from the lights also authority whoa what's up they have an ev concept and it looks really fucking good who does buick yeah oh like well, a new one yes what's actually it, control it called? t it's called the buick wildcat ev concept and it looks really good how have i not heard about this i don't know but the wildcat's an old name for them so oh that does look really good yeah that's incredible okay uh all right yeah i'm that very good. here for that right. holy shit hmm. yeah make that please Oh my god! I see where the um, what's it, what, what's the new 
in the in Evicta and in, Invicta in, Investor Invicta Investor Investor yeah yes I see where the Invista front end came from yeah, mm-hmm. God I love Buick sure okay hope, I still love Buick I it's sure fun. hope this has a three cylinder turbo engine out of the hood with a motor generator God, that'd be great <laughs> <laughs> and on that note all right we'll see you later bye bye guys.